I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal, and as usual, I'm here with the amazing Deputy District Attorney, Vicki Johnson, but it gets even better because today she brought guests with her. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Good to be back. I did bring a guest with me. This is retired criminal defense attorney, Rory. I also have with us Dayton Aldridge, who has been on the show many, many times with us. So we're going to hear from Dayton today also. He's the restitution specialist here at the district attorney's office. So Rory, who I actually know, contacted me on my fraud hotline And he wanted to alert me to a scam that's going on. And if he experienced the scam, I'm certain that many others in the community have also. So I asked him to come on the show and talk about it. Tell us what happened. So Rory, you got a suspicious email. What happened? I sure did. Actually, I received several of them. But some are more obvious than others. But in this particular case, it came from a friend of mine who is the president of an organization of retired persons. I'm on the board of that organization. And suddenly this email came in over the transom and it said it was from her, the the president, but it was asking me, I'm in a hurry. Could you go out and get some gift cards for me? I'll reimburse you later. And so my antenna went up and I looked at it and I said, this isn't her email address, although it's her name. And so I called her up and said, did you do this? And of course she didn't. A couple of weeks later, I got another one and I said, I'm going to play with the person, but it was from a a different email address, but still not hers. Okay. And so I went back and forth with this individual a little bit saying, oh, just use the credit card that the organization uses. Oh, just (laughs) do this. And or, or or if that's too much trouble, just send me the money first. And of course, that's a buzzkill for uh, yeah, for us. Yeah. Eventually, that person went away and go forward another two months. And I get a similar email, but it's from the correct email address for my friend. But there were a couple of things, you know, there are little tiny details. For example, if there's a English language error, somebody using the wrong syntax. Right. And in this case, this is a friend of mine, and the email is signed with her first and last name, which she would never do. And so I said, this is a scam, because it was asking for the same sort of thing. Go out and get gift cards and read the back of them to me and, you know, all of this stuff. And so at that point, I called her and said, look, they now have your true email address. You've been hacked change your passwords, and just be aware of it and notify other members on your email list. Anyway, so that was basically it. And so I contacted the district attorney's office because she and I decided that if we had an opportunity, we were going to cooperate with law enforcement. So I contacted the DA and was put in contact with my friend Vicki. That's kind of where it's been. Okay, so... I'm getting from this that you were used to getting emails from this person. She was not only the president of a board that you were on, but she was also a friend. So you were familiar, first of all, with her email address. Oh, yes. And also with the language that she uses when she talks to you via email. Certainly. 
Yeah, and so the red flags start to go up. Now, Rory, at least you had the wherewithal to check the email address. Right. I'm not sure everybody would do that. Well, If you hadn't checked the email address, would you still have been suspicious? Did something put you off right away? Sure. It was go out and get gift cards. Well, no. She wouldn't have said (laughs) to do that. Yeah. And what did they say the gift cards were for? I think at one point it was going to be for hospice. That's something that I think would be something that would probably ring a bell and a note of sympathy. Yeah. Something to watch for as well. But it was just the idea of not we're soliciting donations, but go out and get gift cards. You know, that all by itself is kind of a strange request. That is a huge red flag. And we've talked about that many, many, many times on this show because Mm -hmm. that is the favorite vehicle that scammers use to get money. Because once you give them the numbers off the back of the card, that money's gone. You're never going to get it back. And of course, course. we know that most of these organizations operate out of the country. Now, Rory was kind enough to ask me if anyone in law enforcement would be interested in having him act as a, I don't know how you would say it, but sort of play this guy along. We've been told many times that we just don't have the capability of that. The only people that have the capability is the FBI and federal agencies. And so, as Mm -hmm. I've said many times on the show, Patty, as you well know, and you too, Dayton, I always tell people, if you have been scammed or if you know about a scam that's happening, if there's been an attempt, call the FBI, www.ic3.gov, because believe it or not, I work with FBI agents and I work with a woman who was a victim witness advocate for the FBI, very well known and who has done a lot of work with scam victims all over the United States. Every time she sees me, she says, please tell people to contact this website and report. We actually do use this information. She's explained to me how it works. This is like a repository for all kinds of information that comes in regarding scams. It's like a library. They take this information and they put it together. It's available to any law enforcement agency in the country that wants to tap into this. And if they can gather enough information about a particular scam, and they're particularly interested if the scammer asks that money be sent, they want bank account numbers and routing numbers and things like that. I know for a fact that they do put teams together and it's usually a big team. It's Homeland Security, it's the IRS, it's the FBI, it's Department of Justice. They do put teams together and they are able to go after these folks and they often have to get cooperation from people in other countries. So the information doesn't just sit there and do nothing. They actually use it. I know on a very regular basis, get bulletins from the IRS. I'm on a some kind of a feed that brings them to me. I frequently get information from the FBI, from Department of Justice, talking about arrests they have made and prosecutions and convictions. And sometimes it's with cooperation from other countries. Sometimes the money mules, the people that transfer this money, are operating here in the United States. And they're able to track folks down through various devices that they have that our little office really doesn't. I do really try and encourage people to come in and to report. Apparently, the website is fairly easy to use. Once you tap into it, you can go right to complaints and 
give whatever information you have. So, Rory, I know that you know what to do, but I also asked Dayton to listen in today and to talk to us about what somebody should do if something like this happens to them, if they think that their email has been hacked or worse yet, if their entire computer has been hacked. And I guess there is a difference. So Dayton, what advice do you have for us? Yes. Well, in a situation like that, really the most important thing that you could do, the person who's emailed and thinks they've been hacked is to reset the password for their email account. And okay. that's a little bit different depending on if you have a Gmail or a Yahoo or AOL account. But essentially, you would go to the settings and then you would go to your preferences under password and change your password. And we want to make sure that we have a long and complex password, something that's not you know your name, one, two, three, but something okay. that would be impossible to guess. And that's a new password you should go with. What are some good ideas for passwords? I've heard the sentences. Yeah. Instead of saying passwords, using passphrases. Something easy to remember, maybe your family has dinner at 6 o'clock sharp. So your password could be, we have dinner at 6 p.m. exclamation mark. That's something that only you are going to know and remember. It's going to be nearly impossible for anyone to guess. That's an example of an easy password phrase to remember. In the situation that's being described here, if you really do feel like your email has been hacked, I think it's also worth your while to go take your computer into a brick and mortar store and have them run a check for any malware or ransomware that might be on the computer. Because if it's just your email that's been hacked, then changing your password would solve that. The hacker, the scammer would no longer have access to your email. However, if you're the victim of something else like malware or ransomware, changing your password wouldn't really help you because they're able to watch everything you're doing and see what you're changing the password to. So if you really think you've been bitten, you really do need to go into a brick and mortar store with that computer and ask for help from a professional. Do you recommend using antivirus software such as a McAfee or a... No, uh, I do not recommend using a particular antivirus software. What's extremely important, however, is to make sure that your computer is set to automatically download any software or security updates. So if you're doing that, and if your computer is set to do that, whether it's an Apple or whether it's a Windows, Apple or Windows will push the most recent and important security updates that will solve anything a McAfee antivirus thing would do. Those antiviruses sometimes are actually portals and windows for the scammers and the viruses to get through. So we don't have an antivirus we recommend. Just make sure everything is up to date and on set to automatically update date so you don't have to remember to do it yourself. Recommend using a VPN? I do recommend using a VPN, yes, but that wouldn't necessarily solve this situation or help out this situation. What would help this situation would be using multi-factor authentication whenever possible. So a lot of times on apps and websites and software, you'll see now when you're logging in or creating a login, they'll say, would you like to set up a multi-factor authentication? What that does is if you go to log in to say your email and you try to log in, you also get a text message on your cell phone with a one-time use code. So unless you have the cell phone and the password, a hacker wouldn't be able to get into your email address. So that's an option. If you're a little more sophisticated, you want to take advantage of that. I know that sometimes scammers will contact a potential victim through Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so 
if that happens, if they somehow get into your Facebook account, what do you do then? If someone were to get onto your Facebook account, it'd be similar to what we do if someone were to get into our email account. So we're going to change the password. Okay. Mm -hmm. The next thing that we're going to do is go through and make sure all of our settings on our Facebook or whatever social media we're talking about are as private as possible. We, okay. Ideally, we want it so that only people that we have affirmatively gone out and added to our friends list can even see us, period. That's the best situation that will eliminate someone being able to find you on Facebook who's not already your friend and talk to you. The other really important thing to consider here would be, do you really need Facebook? This would be the time to start thinking about, is this worth it? Do we really need this in our lives anymore? Personally, I would say no. Okay. Dayton, I had a question yes. about this particular scam. They were so persistent going after this organization and this woman. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. they made up fake emails that didn't work, and then they tracked down her email address. Do you find that to happen very often? It does happen. And if someone, unfortunately, yes. And the problem in that case is if someone gets into your email and they're able to download your contacts, for instance, then you could be in a situation where you might have to send out an email to all your contacts saying, my email account was compromised. You know, please disregard whatever was sent out or whatever you saw. But the scammer could be doing that too. They have your That's contact list as well. That's what we've heard. So they're doing out. that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There's no real silver bullet to solve that solution, that problem. That's why it's so important to make sure we're using real secure passwords. And if I can expound on that, real secure passwords that are different for every single website. So that if you're using the same password for your Facebook and for your email account and a hacker gets into your Facebook account, now they also have your email and whatever else you're using that email password combination for. That's so hard to remember. You told us about a software, didn't you? Because otherwise you're like, what phrase did I use this time? You know, that's yeah, why I like you know, any password manager apps, those are what they're called. The one that I personally use and have used for about the last five or six years is called LastPass, L-A-S-T, Pass. It's great. It goes across all of your devices, your iPad, yourself, and your computer. So I never have to remember any of my passwords except for my one master password. And it does all the work for me. Vicki, we need to do that. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> so Rory, let me ask you this. Did your friend have any evidence that they had gotten into her contact list? I don't believe so. A couple of other members of our board had received similar emails. Okay. Yeah, and they just deleted I was the one who decided to play. So. Okay. So they may have gotten into her contact list. I would assume so. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. Yeah. There is a great website that the listeners and viewers, you might want to check out that has to do with this. If you go to haveibeenpwned.com, not owned, but pwned, P-W-N-E-D. It's the term that hackers use when they take over someone's computer. Oh. If you go to haveibeenpwned.com, you can put in your email address right there. And this is a safe website. The person who runs this is an internet security researcher. This is not a scam or anything. This is a very useful tool. It's a safe website. You can put in your email address right there, and it'll show you all of the different hacks and data breaches that your email has been involved with. Meaning, if you've ever had a Marriott account or an eBay account or a Costco account or basically all of us, you can put in your email, it'll show you all the different times it's been exposed and breached, all the different times you've been put at risk from a hacker. The same website at the top, you can click on passwords 
and you can put in your password. There's a password that you've been using for a couple of years that's simple that you remember something like your name, one, two, three. You can put in that password and it'll also show you just how many times that password has been used and exposed on the dark web. So this is you know, a tool to kind of remind us how important it is to have different unique passwords for each website. And that was, have I been pwned? P-W-N-E-D. P-W-N-E-D. Yeah. Okay. All is a single expression.com? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can check all the emails you use, any password you use. It's a great resource. We don't want to be pwned. Thanks for telling us about (laughs) that. (laughs) Well, Murray, I really want to thank you for coming on the show today. This is happening to people in our community right now as we speak, and it's good for people to be aware of it and be cautious about it. I've heard of another similar scam where somebody comes on one of your social media sites and claims to be somebody you know or a friend of somebody that you know, names Mm -hmm. that person. Hey, I'm a friend of Patty Teal's. She gave me your information, and I understand that you like bird watching. Here's a great video that you might want to check out. I'm a bird watcher myself. It's really wonderful. Just click on this link. Don't ever click on an unknown link. First thing we know is if somebody asks for gift cards, it's a scam. And the second thing we know is don't ever click on an unknown link. Never, never, never. Because the minute you do that, you're giving the scammer access to a lot of information and they're going to hack into your computer. They're going to install malware and they're going to know everything you're doing. Thinking about what you just said about just click on this link. I used to get emails pretty frequently saying, I thought you would enjoy this on a link and no personal information saying because we got together last Tuesday or something like that. But it's just off the wall and over the transom, as they say, those get deleted immediately. Absolutely. Smart. Would you give your fraud hotline number again? 805-568-2442. And I'll say it again, 805-568-2442. And I just want to thank Rory once again for taking the time to come on the show. We really appreciate it. And Dayton, always happy to have you on the show. You are a wealth of information. Thank you, my young friend. Thank you, you, Vicki. And thank you, Patty, for the opportunity. Thank you. Well, Vicki, I'm afraid you'll have another scam next week, so you'll probably be back again. <laughs> I'll be back again. Okay. okay. Take, <laughs> Take care, care everybody. everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>